Welcome to Freya's Fairy Tales, where we believe fairy tales are both stories we enjoyed as children and something that we can achieve ourselves. Each week, we will talk to authors about their favorite fairy tales when they were kids and their adventure to holding their very own fairy tale in their hands. At the end of each episode, we will finish off with the fairy tale or short story read as close to the original author's version as possible. I am your host, Freya Victoria. I'm an audiobook narrator that loves reading fairy tales, novels, and bringing stories to life through narration. I'm also fascinated by talking to authors and learning about their why and how for creating their stories. We have included all of the links for today's author and our show in the show notes. Today is part one of two, where we are talking to Ellie Holland about her novels. Over the next two weeks, you will hear about her journey, how she found puzzle pieces for 20 years to develop her story, listening to reader feedback to know if there's a problem, picking an editor, creating in darkness, publishing your books at the right time of year, her advice to new authors on when to publish your book, and learn the ropes before jumping in. The Portal Guardians, an epic fantasy adventure, an elf, a dragon, a shifter, a dwarf, three humans, and a cat. What could go wrong? In a magical library? A young elf studies. Brown had one dream, to learn everything he could about magic to become a powerful cabaret mage. He wanted to travel the world. Right now, though, he must go pick up some ingredients for Erastos. The old dragon always needed something. It shouldn't have been hard. When the mysterious pattern of holes appeared on the ground, Brairn didn't mean to step into one. Then before he knew it, he tumbled through a giant hole and into another world. On the night shift, at the Natural History Museum, nothing interesting ever happened. Moira tried to find good in her awful situation. The reason she was a security guard and not in the NYPD seemed like a cruel cosmic joke. She wasn't just a strong black woman. She was stronger than any person alive, and it ruined her life. Now, she had this guy in some sort of elf costume bleeding all over the clean floors. If word gets out that someone snuck into the museum, she might lose her job. And that's when they were chosen. Will they find the others? And should they trust the cat? Join this diverse cast of characters on their quest to find the answers they seek in the first book of the Amalgam Chronicles series. Because long ago, the portals were the key to everything. Find out why they're back. The name of the show is Freya's Fairy Tales. And fairy tales are kind of two ways. So it's something that as a kid, we either watched or read or our parents read to us or grandparents or whatever, some kind of fairy tale or short story. And then it's also the journey of you spending weeks, months, years writing your book and then getting to hold that in your hand also feels like a fairy tale for you. So I like to start off first thing, is there a fairy tale or short story you remember from when you were a kid and did it change as you got older, your favorite? <laughs> yeah, like every Disney princess movie. <laughs> <laughs> is there any particular one you watched more than the others um probably Mulan I'd say okay I love Mulan uh that one hasn't really changed so I love that one um I guess if I had to pick one it would be like 
I don't know, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast probably. <laughs> and did that change or is it still the same as it was when you were a kid? Uh, oh, it definitely changed. I'm like, why are you doing, why are you making these decisions? You're an idiot. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> The whole thing was, you know, uh, or maybe like Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty would be better examples. Cause it's like, oh, I just met you and I love you. And that's not important. <laughs> so you are not a fan of Insta love stories. Then. <laughs> no, not realistic whatsoever. <laughs> okay. And then, um, at what age did you think or start writing, think, Hey, I might want to be a writer someday. Like at what age did that start? Uh, <laughs> I didn't really think when I was younger that I wanted to be a writer. I just had a story and I'm like, I probably should do something with this because it's kind of (laughs) cool. And that started at like 15. Uh, I used to write a story and get in trouble in a class. I had like a, (laughs) I had a Dragon Ball Z fan fiction that I wrote in middle school that I got in trouble. And then right around that same time was when I actually started the story that I just published like 20 years later. So. Oh, gosh. So you started writing this one a really long time ago. Yeah, I ha- I need to find it. But I have a dream journal that I had some really strange dreams. I have the weirdest imagination ever. And I wrote them down. I'm like, this is cool. I should make like a book out of this or something. So I started just piecing it together over 20 years. and then. I (laughs) went through like two unfinished art degrees and I'm like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, I joined the 20 books to 50 K Facebook group of Uh indie authors in like 2020, I want to say in like April, right when the pandemic started basically. Uh And I was like, okay, I think it's time to actually do something with this because the world is like suffering right now. I'm stuck in my house right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck in my house. People are suffering and there's so much just horrible stuff going on. And like, maybe I can, you know, distract someone for a few hours with my book. I should probably write this thing now. <laughs> so, so how detailed was the dream to get you to the book? Okay. So my dream that I had when I was like 15-ish, it was about like a sentient land that could change its landscape whenever it wanted to and if you are not like an evil piece of crap basically it wouldn't harm you in the process um so like it wouldn't hurt innocent animals so like a so if you're a good person you're safe if you're a bad person you're not yeah like the ground would like consume you or something but if you were just like (laughs) if you were just like a little innocent like i don't know squirrel creature or something in my fantasy world then the land would just change underneath you and you'd suddenly be on snow or something. So that was like one of the pieces. And I had a couple other dreams that contributed to it, (laughs) but that was like the major one. (laughs) So did you work like actually work on writing it for 20 years or just kept having these random dreams that you built over 20 years into your book? Um, I didn't actually, I guess it, I guess I kind of just like threw a bunch of ideas down Mm-hmm. over the years and like saved them and then they started making sense into like I figured out who my characters were like 10 years ago or something and then yeah it was just kind of like finding puzzle pieces for 20 years and then finally writing it uh two years ago wait yeah I'm like how old am I <laughs> uh <laughs> well you I've got it well I had it pulled up here because you just released it this year right 
uh, I re- the really <laughs> I have made so many mistakes with this book. I released the. <laughs> I think that's pretty common for first books. <laughs> uh, it's it was bad. Uh, I released the first edition in December, December thirtieth last year, okay. and I had a bad experience with an editor, which was like half my fault because I was an idiot. Uh, and then my book was poorly edited, published it, and then I had to get a new editor, and then. I did my formatting myself because I also made mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) And so I basically had to like redo the entire book and fix a bunch of stuff. And I had a new editor that fixed it. So then I re-released the second edition March 25th, I want to say. Yeah. Okay. So how did you, I mean, obviously you hired the person, so you would have thought it was okay to start. How did you like figure out something's wrong with this? I need to have it redone. Uh, my readers told me and yeah, basically getting lots of feedback and looking at it myself. And I'm like, this is terrible. Like I have an almost graphic design degree. And for some reason I was blind when I first published it, but then I realized it later. I'm like, this formatting is terrible. There's like letters touching and different lines and stuff (laughs) happen. You're like, all the words are smooshed together. Yeah. Like this was awful. Like who, what? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was asleep that day. <laughs> yeah, apparently. So, but then I, yeah. So I made lots of mistakes. So, so many mistakes, uh, <laughs> but I fixed it all with the help of my new editor and I hired a formatter <laughs> to fix it and it looks much better now. <laughs> So I guess what would your advice be to someone who's looking for an editor and formatter from the beginning? What are things to look for and things to avoid? Definitely get a sample of their work. I didn't do that. (laughs) Uh, Just because someone has edited like a thousand books doesn't mean that they're good. Doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to be good for your genre, because apparently I learned later from another author who worked with my last editor that... um, he doesn't like fantasy. He just doesn't really care for fantasy. So, and I write fantasy. So he, right. I, think, <laughs> I think that he just kind of was like, I want to get this over with kind of, I don't want to like smear him or anything, but um, cause part of it was my fault. Cause I was inexperienced, but yeah, definitely do your research. Make sure that your editor actually likes your genre. Or has likes done your, your genre, genre. <laughs> yeah, and reads in your genre and like wants to work in your genre. <laughs> um, and then formatters, I don't really have any complaints with her. She's how very, did you find uh, her? Uh, she's actually works with my first editor, <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah, and um, but it was fine, there was no like conflict or anything. But well, I feel like too asking for like ref like not references asking for like other like the Facebook group that you're in asking for like recommendations would be helpful too yeah I actually I'm in another big group called fiction writing and that's where my editor and my formatter came from on Facebook too so okay um well I've seen TikTok but authors also ask for I've seen on TikTok authors asking for recommendations as well Yes, my Sometimes. new editor, uh, her name is Norma Gambini. She's uh, Norma's Nook on TikTok. She's amazing. And I would highly recommend her to anyone. Um, I don't, 
she's like she reads so many books and reads so fast and so like efficiently that she's like a superhero she can <laughs> she can literally edit like a hundred fifty thousand word book in like five days or oh, something gosh. like thoroughly like it's not it's not crap at all so it's seriously like thoroughly <laughs> Jeez. And, yeah so she's amazing she actually works with a ton of uh pretty I don't know famous I guess famous or well-known uh authors indie authors on TikTok okay so she's like constantly busy because she's so fast <laughs> so, so but you it helps. spent yeah. 20 years kind of developing your storyline when did you actually sit down to start actually writing it and how long did that take you um for first draft <laughs> I write terrible first drafts first of all um <laughs> So my brain works very differently than most people. I think it took me, I wrote a thousand words a day for like a hundred days and it was like a hundred thousand words originally. Okay. And I think, I think it was like August through September or something, whatever, is that three months, September, October, somewhere around there, July, it was July through October, 2020, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, and then. Now you said you started thinking about it in April. That's a pretty good gap there from April to yeah. the fall. Um, just basically taking notes and learning everything I could from that big indie author group because there's like okay. six, seven figure year authors in there. Like, so researching for those months. Yes, like much. researching, okay, what am I going to do? They don't really do craft uh, advice, but they do like how to publish, how to market, how to mm -hmm. make money off your books, basically. So I wanted to learn all of that before, before I published, which... They basically told me I should write the entire trilogy first and then rapid release them. And I didn't do that. <laughs> I probably should have. But then part of me, I have a bad habit of not finishing projects. So part of me was like, if I don't publish one of these books, I'm never going to do all of them. So right. I kind of like had to do what was best for me. <laughs> so your first draft um, had 100,000 words. And then what happened? Uh, terrible, terrible first draft. Like I... I just vomit out my words sometimes like I I have to turn off the brightness of my computer and type in blackness like in darkness and not look at anything I'm typing so I would just go and like get it all out really quick uh and then it's so funny because okay. yeah I'm like the only person I know that does that I've um, never even heard of that but okay yeah I'm weird um if it works yeah, I just, I can't edit as I go, which is way more efficient. And most people do that, I guess, but. <laughs> to I an extent, do. yeah. Yeah. Um, so you plowed out yeah. draft number one in the dark. Yes, basically. <laughs> and I would find, like, it was so bad that I would find, like, random notes for, like, other chapters in another chapter or. I would accidentally have like a voice text of me like yelling at my kids or something in the middle of a sentence. Oh, so it would have like randomly jumped around on you. Yeah, well, I mean, I did that. I was not organized. I, once again, lots of mistakes. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, got my huge rough draft out and then had like a thousand anxiety attacks and then didn't really look at it for like eight months. <laughs> and, okay. then, and then like I went back and uh finally went through and edited it to the best of my inexperienced ability <laughs> mm -hmm. and then 
I hired my editor, barely made it on time with my deadline, which was my fault. I wasn't very organized. Um, and then he went through it and fixed what he could. And then I published it in December, 2021. And it was still a mess. <laughs> but I will say that um, the best thing I did was have ARC readers. Um, I posted about it in a bunch of Facebook writing groups and on TikTok, and I got 250 ARC readers. Uh-huh. And I want to say like 10% of them left reviews, something like that, five or 10%, which is fine. Um, I got lots and lots of feedback. And if I didn't do that, my story would not sell because it was a huge mess. Um, I write... I guess my editor, my new editor tells me I write like a blend of third person omniscient and third person limited, (laughs) which confused people. And then I have, it's third person point of view. So I have like multiple point of views and I had Uh them randomly spread throughout the whole book. And my arc readers were like, this is really confusing all this head hopping. So I organized it better to have one person's point of view per chapter. They also said I needed more character development because they loved the characters and they wanted to know more of what they were thinking and feeling. So I added 10,000 words a week before I published. <laughs> <laughs> I worked like 80 hours that week on my book. So that was great. I really needed that feedback. I'm I'm a strong believer in uh, do what your readers want because they're the ones that are buying your Paying book. it. Yeah. 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 Like you don't have to do every single thing. You don't have to fix I mean, everything. But to an extent. Yeah. So for me, well, I'm, I'm working, I'm actually researching. I don't know. I started one book and then another book started writing itself. So now I'm researching for the other book. <laughs> but, um, like in my thinking, it's like, and you see these, I see over and over and over again, make sure that you write the book that you want to have to read over and over again as you edit it over and over again. Yep. <laughs> but to an extent, too, if you're getting, and it's the same in narrating, if you're getting the same comment over and over again, gosh, this narrator does whatever it is they're saying they don't like. If you get it once, it could just be that person's point of view. But if you're seeing the same comment over and over and over again, you should maybe look into it because it's probably a thing (laughs) yeah those big ones those big changes were basically unanimous from my art creators they're like you need to fix this because this is really confusing so I did Mm -hmm. and now my book is much more uh well received okay and so when did you start on TikTok um I started September 2021 and I don't know. Were you talking about your book at that point? Yes, I was, but barely. I didn't know what I was doing because I'm super introverted and I don't like myself on camera or photos or I don't like wearing makeup because, you know, I have kids and I'm tired all the time. I'm Uh, in a sweaty booth all the time. So there's no point for me. It would just all sweat off every day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it took me like a couple months to get used to doing videos uh, and figure out like, how to get views which is you know do like the trendy sounds and stuff and try to make them all most of them book related um I followed a ton of other authors a ton of readers I just basically looked at what everyone else was doing and turned it into like made it my own without like copying everything they were doing essentially right so I got the hang of it it. (laughs) yeah and I like genuinely started having fun with it so I think that's when my account like started taking off because I have like 
8,200 followers now. And I'm hoping by my year mark, I'll have like 10,000, which is going to happen easily. (laughs) (laughs) I'm over here. Like, I think I'm at like 700 something. I had like one video this past week that like suddenly I got you know, a couple hundred followers on it. It's always the dumbest videos. It's always the dumbest videos. I know. Oh my I got God. like thousands of views on this stupid, like 15 second video I did about my fan in my booth, but all the voiceover people were like, oh my God, there's airflow in a booth. Like, where do we go buy this? That's funny. <laughs> like, yeah. The I dumbest have... things. <laughs> I have a non-book related video about uh, me being by basically and it went like super viral it has like 450,000 views on it I'm like of course it's not book related and it was like <laughs> wow but I'm like you know what I got a bunch of uh new like followers that are LGBTQ followers out of it and I have those types of characters in my books so it was a good thing it worked out anyway because now I have more people that are looking at my page and hopefully that also read books <laughs> yes <laughs> But I feel like me growing so fast is because I'm on there a lot. So like I used to get on there like four hours a day. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm a stay at home mom. So like my kids are running around the house and I'm on TikTok basically. But I would I always I follow people and I actively search for like other accounts to follow. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the big mistakes that people make um, when trying to grow is that they don't actively they don't actively try to follow people. They want, they wait for everyone to come to them. And that doesn't always always help. Um, Yeah. I try to like follow and then like, like, and comment on, you know, videos that I want to, not on every video. Cause that's, you know, you shouldn't do that on every, every single video that you see, but on, you know, ones where you have a comment for it, I will leave a comment for it, even if it's like laughing faces or whatever, but yeah, I I definitely try to be an active member of the community. Um, I if it's book related, I've my algorithm is like exactly where it needs to be, basically. Same. Too. So like I get ninety nine percent book related videos that come. In up fact, because I was messaging you over the last couple of days, I keep seeing your videos pop up. All oh the yeah. Time now. <laughs> People tell me that. And I'm like, man, because sometimes I'm like, I really want to take a break from this, but I can't because then it would take me like two months to recover from taking a break. Well, and they must have just added because like I haven't noticed that. I mean, I you know message people on TikTok, not all the time, but sometimes and I've never had it as bad as like the last couple of days. So I'm wondering if they just added messaging people into the algorithm. Um Cause like I have like a lady that I'm talking to right now about narrating her books and like now I'm seeing her videos all the time too. So I probably seem like a stalker. Like I'm just going down <laughs> her page and liking everything, but I'm like, it's, it's, it's on my FYP. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, people, people like it. Unless you're like a creepy bot or a weird dude, then <laughs> you're a stalker. <laughs> um, but yeah, once you, once you interact with someone a lot, then they'll show up more on your page. Right, right. So, thing, so, so what do you do? Like, so that's how you kind of started. Like, what how, did you because you just published? So, did you go through like trying to promote on Facebook and any other platforms, or did you just jump straight to trying to do it on TikTok since that's the thing um, right now? I started with, well, first of all, the reason why I went to TikTok is because there was a six figure author that had just started. She made like six figures her first year, and she's, uh, 
you can look her up. Her name is Storm Song. She uh, used to be an author, but she got burned out because she was writing like 10,000 words a day and publishing like. Oh, yeah. Golden Angel. I talked to her a couple weeks ago and she was talking about her. Yes. I feel so bad for her because she was doing really good and she was making good money. And uh, I love her video. She's amazing. Like but she was I, putting out like a book every other week or some crazy. Yeah. She like 10,000 words a day. She wrote, she published like 17 books her first year or something. Um, but then she got burned out and got really depressed and took like a huge break. And now uh, I think she's like a tarot card reader and good for her if that makes her happy. Yeah. Um, but she's still on there. Her books are still on Amazon, but she got burned out. But before of that, she was posting about how, you know, the only reason I'm so big and making so much money is because of TikTok. I'm like, oh, geez, I'm introverted. I guess I'll give it a try. <laughs> uh, thank goodness for the makeup filter, because otherwise I would not be where I am. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I basically I'm in I'm a sponge. And if someone says something works for them, I'm going to try it. <laughs> right. And so that's why I started TikTok. And then um yeah, I think I was promoting my book, like, sort of a little bit, just talking about it, like, hey, I have this portal fantasy book coming out, and uh, I'm still working on it. I would update my progress. I would talk about, like, my characters, my writing process. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a couple super fans that have been with me since the very beginning, before I even published, and they're very protective of me. Like, they've they've let me know of someone like copied my book cover they let me know about that and I didn't have any idea about it so that was a big drama mess (laughs) um that that person promised they would not publish their book and I haven't seen it so I think they're fine now um but they like copied literally every single element of my cover (laughs) god like and they, the funny thing is what they, that particular person reached out to me asking for cover advice and I sent them to my cover designer, but then they went ahead and just copied my cover. They're like, yeah. <laughs> Instead of just using the same person, they yeah. just did it. That's yeah, and irritating. <laughs> um, once again, sorry, I have ADHD, so I like go off on tangents. Uh, so backtrack. <laughs> um my super vans are very protective of me and they let me know things like that. <laughs> and okay. they've been with me since the beginning, since before I published. So I have a, a whole group of them and they're amazing. They were, they're the ones that arc read my book and gave me feedback and stuff. So how did you find them or how did they find you? Uh, I posted in writing groups. I posted in, there's like five or five to 10 writing groups. I was posting in on Facebook. Um, I'm not much on Facebook anymore because it's just going downhill and I don't really feel like it's helping me at all. I get like one interaction every week, maybe on there, but on TikTok, it's like I gain a hundred followers in like a week or something. So, I mean, it kind of, I feel like every social media kind of have, has its ebbs and flows. Like it'll probably eventually come back around, but right now it's not the thing. So <laughs> uh, I honestly think Facebook's going to go to way of MySpace because it's just, <laughs> It's just, it's going down. <laughs> the The older generation is using it more and us younger people, well, I'm, I'm almost 40, but uh, <laughs> us I'm, quotes. I'm, I'm early 30s, so yeah. not that much <laughs> different. <laughs> uh, but yeah, us, you know, sort of younger people are going to TikTok and 
yeah, it's a thousand times better there. So I started out doing Facebook and then I kind of did Instagram a tiny bit. I only post like every other month or something on there. I just Uh, honestly, I'm so lazy. I just post like the same thing across like Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Like I just post the same exact like copy paste. I have a a website that posts it to all three for me. And then TikTok gets my like custom stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I need to do that. Um, I'm kind of like, lazy right now and i just i'm not saying there's a lot of engagement because there's not a lot of engagement <laughs> but at least yeah. something is going up there <laughs> yeah um i'm i'm basically kind of doing the absolute minimal effort right now with social media until i have a couple books out because mm-hmm. um readers readers really want to binge read like a whole series basically right so I'm waiting till I have like my fourth book out and then I'm going to go super hard on like all the social media. I might even do like Patreon or um, yeah, Kindle seen, Bella. There's a thing it? going on that now. Um, L something. Well, it's the Guinevere series. Um, she always has like curvy women in her books. She's on TikTok. I don't remember her name. It's L something. Um, always talks about her Patreon and all the stuff that she does on there. I never would have thought of page. Uh, that's a big podcast thing to use Patreon for your extra content and stuff. But I never. Uh, no, no, it's uh, L something. Oh, uh, let me see. Hold on. Is she a uh, well-read nursing student? Is that her username on TikTok? Maybe. No, no, no. Lo, Lo, what is her name? Um, L Drew. No, hold on. Oh, L M Drew. Yeah, her. her. She she like big girls getting railed is her her uh, <laughs> slogan <laughs> yeah so she talks about she does stuff on patreon and will post you know she's like the only author i've really seen talk about it but i never would have even thought of using patreon for author content yeah uh ak mulford does that too i don't know if you've been catching up with her but she just got a seven figure deal from a publisher i knew she book. got a publisher yeah. i talked to her in two weeks, I think I talked to her, like one of her friends, um, Anne, can't think of her name right now. They both live in New Zealand. Um, Anne something writes oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm terrible with names. Terrible with names. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> anyway, so I talked to her and then um, AK wasn't following me at the time. So I didn't um, ask her to be on the podcast. But then suddenly I look at TikTok one day and I'm like, hey, it says we're friends now. So, <laughs> yeah, she follows like any any book accounts. She's awesome like that. Well, like mine's different because mine's actually a narrator account. But I'm like, you know, obviously I was a reader first, and you know, there's that, and then I started narrating last year, and so now there's that, and now I'm like, I've always like had book ideas, but I would try to write them, and I'd get like not even a chapter down, and then it would just like fizzle out, and oh. it's like, well, that's not a full storyline, and then. <laughs> would be done so (laughs) so now I'm trying to actually like write and like my first book that I paused is like 30,000 words in right now and now the other one I'm like way researching because it's going to be like mythology based so I'm like reading through mythology stuff I got my husband writing his own book this past March so now he's like 20 or 30,000 words into his book um it's just it's a whole thing so now I'm like fully immersed in this like all things 
book. <laughs> so yeah. my TikTok is all readers and authors and voiceover narrator people. <laughs> so, but it's an interesting, you know, once you get past the initial TikTok of all the dance viral videos and junk <laughs> yeah. that you got to weed through to find your people, uh, it's interesting to see, you know, the community of an I don't know how the other sides of TikTok are community-wise, but this community is really great. I mean, the... Yeah, I heard BookTok is actually one of the biggest communities on TikTok, and it's so big that Barnes & Noble, we're basically keeping Barnes & Noble afloat. Yeah, the last <laughs> couple have, times I've been in yeah. there, they have the table seen on TikTok yes. or whatever. <laughs> yes, if it were not for TikTok, I honestly think Barnes & Noble would have gone out of business by now because we're keeping the buying physical books so I I work from home so I I narrate but I also have a day job but I work from home for that day job Um, so I don't like leave my house very often but like occasionally I'm like we gotta go like (laughs) my daughter's birthday we always go to Build-A-Bear which is at the mall and there's a Barnes and Noble at the mall so we always stop in there when we're there Um, but yeah I was joking the other day about we need to go to half price and my husband's like all right let's go and I'm like but but money like (laughs) yeah because I spend way too much when we go there (laughs) I was actually thinking about seeing what would happen if I tried to sell one of my books to half price books (laughs) that would be interesting or like I've seen the authors that'll leave their signed copies like at Barnes and Noble, like this is free or (laughs) I don't don't know if it's a joke or whatever. I've seen a couple of them do it, though. I saw one lady, she went into Target and signed all of her books at Target and she got stopped by the police and she had to prove prove that she was the author and then they let her go. (laughs) Note to self, put your face on the back of the book so you can just like hold it up. (laughs) See, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's pretty bad. Like <laughs> getting stopped by the police. <laughs> she made it she made a video about it. It was really funny. I think it went viral. But she's like, I'm good now. I mean, people are gonna buy my signed books now from Target. <laughs> Ellie liked Mulan as a kid. While Mulan is a legendary folk heroine from Northern and Southern Dynasties era, fourth to sixth century AD of Chinese history. According to legend, Mulan took her aged father's place in the conscription for the army by disguising herself as a man. In the story, after prolonged and distinguished military service against nomadic hordes beyond the northern frontier, Mulan is honored by the emperor, but declines a position of high office. She retires to her hometown, where she's reunited with her family and reveals her gender— much to the astonishment of her comrades. Scholars generally consider Mulan to be a fictional character. The first written record of Mulan is The Ballad of Mulan, which is what we'll be reading today. This week on our Patreon, we will be starting Les Mortes d'Arthur, the story of King Arthur and of his noble knights of the Round Table. The Ballad of Mulan The sound of one sigh after another as Mulan weaves at the doorway. No sound of the loom and shuttle, only that of the girl lamenting. Ask her of whom she thinks. Ask her for whom she longs. There is no one I think of. There is no one I long for. Last night, I saw the army notice. The Khan is calling a great draft. A dozen volumes of battle rolls. 
each one with my father's name. My father has no grown-up son, and I have no elder brother. I'm willing to buy a horse and saddle to go to battle in my father's place. She buys a fine steed at the East Market, a saddle and blanket at the West Market, a bridle at the South Market, and a long whip at the North Market. She takes leave of her parents at dawn, to camp beside the Yellow River at dusk. No sound of her parents hailing their girl, just the rumbling waters of the Yellow River. She leaves the Yellow River at dawn, to reach the Black Mountains by dusk. No sound of her parents hailing their girl, just the cries of barbarian cavalry in the Yon Hills. Ten thousand miles she rode in war crossing passes and mountains as if on a wing. On the northern air comes the sentry's gong. Cold light shines on her coat of steel. The general dead after a hundred battles. The warriors return after ten years. They return to see the Son of Heaven, who sits in the Hall of Brilliance. The rolls of merit spin a dozen times. Rewards in the hundreds and thousands. The Khan asks her what she desires. I've no need for the post of a gentleman official. I ask for the swiftest horse to carry me back to my hometown. Her parents, hearing their girl returns, out to the suburbs to welcome her back. Elder sister, hearing her sister returns, adjusts her rouge by the doorway. Little brother, hearing his sister returns, sharpens his knife for pigs and lamb. I open my east chamber door and sit on my west chamber bed. I take off my battle cloak and put on my old-time clothes. I adjust my wispy hair at the windowsill and apply my bisque makeup by the mirror. I step out to see my comrades in arms. They are all surprised and astounded. We traveled twelve years together, yet didn't realize Mulan was a lady. The buck bounds here and there, whilst the doe has narrow eyes. But when the two rabbits run side by side... How can you tell the female from the male? Thank you for joining Freya's Fairy Tales. Be sure to come back next week for the conclusion of Ellie's journey to holding her own fairy tale in her hands and to hear another of her favorite fairy tales.